Welcome to Expert Minutes. I'm John Hambone McGuire, and today I'm absolutely tickled to be chatting with Lorraine Kelly. Many of you know her as the host of her show, Lorraine, airing weekday mornings on ITV. And this is the kind of conversation that by the end, I feel like I've been chatting the entire time with an old friend. And in the same vein, I can totally see why fans of Lorraine love her so much. So here to chat about her storied career, Lorraine Kelly. Hey, Lorraine, how's it going today? Really good, thanks. Yeah, not too bad at all. Just keeping going and uh, keeping positive as much as I can. You know, that's all you can really hope for. You wake up every day, smile on your face, feet forward, and here you go. Absolutely. And I'm so lucky that I've got a job that I absolutely love doing. Every single day is different. Meeting so many different people from, you know, so many different walks of life. And like I say, I learn every single day. I, I learn something. I have been doing this job for like, oh gosh, 35 years now. So it's been a long time. But I still love it. I still get excited about it. And, and I still feel very lucky, very lucky to be doing what I do. You know, they say if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And it sounds like you love it. That's so, so right. I, I do. I mean, you've still got to put in the work, though, but I enjoy that part of it. You know, I like researching guests and finding out about them. And, you know, it's not just like, obviously, we have famous people on, but also we have, if you like, I hate the word ordinary, but you know what I mean? Like people like us, uh, we have on who are telling extraordinary stories. So that's always really interesting, too. And a huge big part of my job, which is, if, I mean, I just find it such an, a joy, is, you know, getting to see movies before they're out, getting to read books before they're out, getting to see TV shows before everyone else. And it's just, I mean, that is just such a perk, you know, it's wonderful. So yeah, it's great fun. And I'm, I'm very lucky. And, I, and also, you know, it's like if you've got a good team round about you, and we've got a, a smashing team of people, very small team, but that makes it great too. If you've all got people all working in the same direction, then that's brilliant. And that's always great. You know, the secret is that you never really create in a bubble. And the fact that you get to be out there in front of the cameras, there are always so many people working behind the scenes to help you get to that part of the day where you get to shine. So speaking of how you got there, you know, one of the things that we always love to ask people when we start this off is, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, you probably laugh, but I did want to be an astronaut because I sat and watched the moon landing with my dad when I was only 10. Oh, I love it. And that's all I wanted to do. And then I decided, okay, that might be maybe not happening. So then I wanted to be a fighter pilot with the RAF. And of course, this was in the 70s because I was wow. born in 1959. So, and of course, in the 70s, women just, that was absolutely unheard of. You know, there was no way in the world that was going to happen. So I sort of like was told under no circumstances, which is why, you know, now when I see like there's women fighter pilots, women in the red arrows, it's just gladdens my heart because we've broken all those barriers. You know, there's still some to break, but we We've broken through and done amazing things but yeah I wanted to always do that but again the joy of job I got last year I went to the United States we went to San Francisco and I got to go up in the you know the plane they call it the vomit comet which is a horrible thing to call it <laughs> but it's the nearest thing that you can get yeah. to being in space you know you can be zero gravity and that was my present last year from my wonderful team because I turned 60 and that because they knew that was something that I've always wanted to do. And I was like a child. It was just the best experience ever. So I feel as if I've almost done it. I never quite got into space, but as, ne as near as you possibly can be. So I did a bit of astronaut training. So that was fantastic. But yeah, that's what I wanted to do. But I'm always somebody that's quite, I mean, I like to say curious, but most people would say nosy. Um, so I think it was inevitable that I got into journalism because I'm just curious about stuff. I just want to know everything. 
thing. And I've been lucky enough to land a job, you know, I love live TV and a job where you can be yourself and, you you know, and you get to do so many different things. So, yeah, yeah, I was just really lucky I sort of fell into it. With a sense of curiosity like that, you could have ended up plucky teen detective. I think that going into journalism <laughs> was a more lucrative career choice. I applied for my local newspaper and managed to get the job in my my local newspaper in the wee town that I live just outside of Glasgow. But my mum and dad were really disappointed because I would have been the first one of the family to go to university. And that was a big deal. You know, if you're working class, sort of blue collar, you know, working class people, that's a big deal to get that photograph, you know, on your mantelpiece with your kid in the scroll and the hat and all that and graduating. So I didn't do that. But luckily my brother did. So my mum has got the photograph. But yeah, it worked out fine. And I've just, you know, I think it's... It's all about, though, you really do have to put in the graft. You can only bluff your way through life to a certain degree and then people find you out. So I always make sure that I do my homework and I take it very seriously. I mean, we have fun on the show, but I still take what I do very seriously. And whether you're interviewing the prime minister or whether you're interviewing somebody who, you know, is the winner of losing weight for that year or, or whatever, you know, or they, they've just broken their record or something like that. You, you've got to do the same amount of work. I think that's really important. Well, I mean, that is the dirty secret of the entertainment industry, right? Sure, we get to watch movies early sometimes, but it's actually work. (laughs) And you do have to do that. I mean, you will get found out otherwise. And the whole thing about it is, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time now. And I think when I look at other broadcasters, the best broadcasters, you know, like Oprah, you who are brilliant, the best ones are the ones that make it look easy. And people sit back and go, I could do that. Yeah, nothing to that really. So if you can make it look easy, you know, part of my job, very much part of my job is making people feel relaxed so that they're able to talk to you so that they will feel more comfortable and they will open out to you. And, you know, it's never about me on my show. You know, it might be my name on it, but it's never about me. It's always about who I'm talking to because they're the most important person and they've got to go away feeling that they've done a good job and that they feel proud of themselves. That's always what I think, especially if somebody is trusting you with a really emotional story or something that's quite difficult for them to talk about and they've got to go away thinking they've done themselves proud that's very important to me well that's the thing isn't it you spend your time having to look and seem like you're at ease to be able to put the people around you at ease yet yeah you have to be on because you have a camera on you (laughs) at all times what is your secret to getting people to relax while you have to be so on I think it's probably because I have been doing it for a long, long time. I mean, that, you know, with with that experience comes, you know, you do feel more comfortable. But I always say to them, look me in the eye, ignore these cameras. It's you and me having a conversation. And I always try to meet my guests before. I don't go through the interview with them because, to be honest with you, interviews can go in so many different ways. You know, I never write down questions. I have bullet points and areas that I want to, to cover. But again, you know, you can go down a rabbit hole with someone. You can, you know, this is the thing. You, you've got an, an idea in your head of how it's going to go but you never know with the conversation and I just like to keep it very relaxed and again my crew are fantastic and also I always think it's the person whose name is there or you know if it's a movie it's the person who's the star or whatever or if you're working in a, in a corporation it's the chairman who sets the tone you set the tone and the tone in our place is very very relaxed very friendly very easygoing while still being really professional so everybody feels at ease and everybody feels 
comfortable. It's not gladiatorial at all. That's not my style. That's not to say that I don't ask difficult questions. But sometimes my old grandmother said, you get a lot more with sugar than vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably probably very much. She's a very wise woman. And I think that's true. You know, there are other programmes where the style is different. But with our show at that time in the morning, you know, people don't really want a lot of shouting and rantiness. It's a sort of like, I always think, you know, cause the vast majority of my viewers are women. And it's their time and it's their chance just to chill. You know, just to say, right, OK, I've taken the kids to school. I'm going to sit down now. This is me time. So for that hour, they can just sit there and have a cup of tea and relax. That's what I like to think. It sounds like you have a real closeness with your audience. I do. It's really important is that, you know, it's something that I don't take for granted. But, you know, the audience, they'll remember my birthday. They'll remember my daughter's birthday. Aww. You know, when my daughter was born, I was absolutely inundated with beautiful, beautiful presents. And, you know, and I said to everybody, thank you. And I hope you don't mind, you know, if I donate them to the hospital because we've, she's just got so many baby grows. You know, if she lives to be 102, she'd never get into them all. But it's lovely. You know, people are very, very kind. And also they trust me. And that's a huge thing that they'll trust me to tell me things about their life you know and, and, and talk to me I mean it's hilarious when I'm with my husband and maybe we're in the supermarket or we're just you know just walking down the street or in the days when you could go out you know walking about and then people come up to me and chat away and then they and I chat away to them and then they go away and he says how do we know them I, I, I had no idea who they were I said no 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 that, that was just somebody that watched them on the telly oh my goodness thank goodness he said I thought it was a really good mate and I'd completely forgotten their name <laughs> No, no, but it's lovely. People do come up and they think they know me. Well, do know me because they've been watching me. But that's really nice. You know, when people just come up and chat to you as if you're a pal. I mean, I, I take that as the biggest, huge compliment. You know, it's just so nice. And that really is a huge compliment. Massive. I know that, especially with the amount of energy that you do have to put out there, because you do, as a performer, you leave a lot on the floor for everyone to see. Yeah, that's true. What do you do to kind of get that energy back? Like what is the thing that knowing you have to be out there performing at such a high level at all times, what brings you back? I think really it's the adrenaline of live telly. You know, the fact that there's no um, safety net. <laughs> you know, you have to be performing. There's nobody that's going to say, oh, can we just do that again? And you have to kind of have that kind of self-edit button, if you like. Because sometimes I actually forget that you're on telly if you're having a right good laugh and a chat with somebody, especially when you're doing a wee Zoom call or something and you, you kind of forget. So you've got to be really careful. But I think also, you know, I'm surrounded by bright, young, intelligent people who are part of my team who absolutely love what they do and you get your energy from that as well and I think it's about a passion and a love for what you do I mean you do see some performers that do get jaded and some presenters that do get a bit jaded and I just always think if I ever ever felt that like I woke up one morning and didn't want to go to my work or thought oh I can't be bothered I would stop. I don't ever see that happening. I just can't imagine that ever happening because you're not being true to your audience and it's not fair. You've got to give them, you know, 100% every single day. Of course you do. And even on days when you maybe don't feel like it, you just have to get on. You know, the show must go on and you've just got to do that because people are expecting that and you, you just have to. And that doesn't happen to me very often because, like I say, I, I do love very much what I do. But everybody has days where, you know, they're maybe not 100%, but you just on and you get on with it. Well, that's brilliant. Now, one common theme I find with all the people that I interview on this program is that they've been in the game a long time. And with that, they've acquired so much knowledge. They also tell me that they work with a lot of younger people and that keeps the energy up and that keeps the momentum going. What knowledge 
that you've gained in your career would you pass on to a younger person trying to break into the business that you're in? I would say absolutely do your homework. There are no shortcuts to this. You really have to always be on top of your game, be on top of what's happening in the world, be curious, ask questions, and always make sure that you know where the story's coming from. You'll source the story. But really, it is about graft. It's about hard work. And also be kind. I know what it's like, you know, starting at the bottom. We all start at the bottom. And I always, always think you've got to be kind to the people that are coming up. And, you know, when you've got to the top, send the lift back down again for someone else. You know, don't pull the ladder up. I think it's really important to encourage new talent and to make sure that they get their chance as well. Because, you know, that's what happened to me. People were very kind to me when I was starting out. And, you know, I'll remember them forever, the, the way that they helped me and encouraged me. And, you know, I learned so much from them. And that's really important too. So, yeah, and just be kind. Yeah, if you never fail to be kind, you won't have many problems in life because people will always be there to help lift you up when you need it. Sure. And I think that's amazing advice. Of everything you've done, what is the thing you're most proud of? Oh my goodness, that's really hard. Well, I think the thing I'm most proud of is my daughter, who's fantastic and far more intelligent and uh, far more organised and uh, much more in control, much, much more grown up than I am. You know, she's been amazing. But I think probably the fact that as a woman who is fast approaching 61, I'm still here, you know? It's kind of bucking the trend. Do you know what I mean? It's quite remarkable. It is getting easier. It is getting easier, particularly for women who are sort of, I would say, in the prime of their lives, you know, more mature women. And I just think, you know, it's important. We do have a lot of wisdom that we've gained over the years. And to be able to share that with people is wonderful. But yeah, I guess just having the tenacity and the staying power is something that, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. That's awesome. (laughs) And that's always great to hear, especially when someone has put the time into their career to be able to look back on it and say, I'm still happy that I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So with that, what is next for Lorraine Kelly? Well, I guess I'll just keep doing what I do. It's still doing the show, you know, very lucky to be doing it five days a week. Um, I've got some documentaries planned for next year, which is very exciting. But really, to be honest with you, the job really fulfills me and I really enjoy what I do. Yeah, and just keep going. That's the thing. (laughs) Keep going. I love it. And I look forward to everything you do. And thank you so much for sharing your time with me this morning, Lorraine. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Thanks again to Lorraine Kelly for coming on the show today. I really enjoyed the conversation. And if you want to check out more about Lorraine, you could follow her on Instagram at Lorraine Kelly Smith. And her show's Instagram is at Lorraine. So thanks for listening to another episode of Expert Minutes. I'm John Hambone McGuire. And remember, if your day job's not your dream job, keep hustling. Hey nerds, I'm Sarah, the Paper Nerd, and if you've ever wondered what goes into that greeting card you just sent or received, well, quite a lot. Get your paper fix on the paper fold where I host an enchanting mix of personalities and players all nerding out on my favorite topic, stationery. From the designs of our snail mail communications to the precious space created when two people correspond, there's a lot to cover. So come grab a seat in the stationery community's only five-star paper salon, The Paper Fold, now part of the Evergreen Podcast Network.